Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Previously on Dungeons & Dragons. Flint, you are led into the center of this ring. So what I would like to do is some sort of uh, attack where I go for more of his knee slash shin area right off the start. He stumbles back again. See the light leap from his eyes? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You were looking for a woman as well? Does Uh, anyone remember her name? Hold on. Yes. No, I've got it. Mackay the Crimson. Have. Yes. No stuff. <laughs> uh, she's a tiefling. She's a tiefling. Oh, she's a tiefling. She probably wears red, being as her name is the Crimson. You start to feel a little woozy. Barking Seal says, I'm very sorry that this has happened. I didn't mean to do this. I can fix your friend. Please don't kill me. We, we're just workers. We're just, we're just polishing and cleaning and making sure... His his giants are, are shiny and, and good. You mean all these dead giants? Yeah, yeah, well you have to polish dead giants. <laughs> See you and call attention to all of the other ones, and they all start croaking very loudly at you. He says that they do have a, a leader who sometimes speaks more better, as they put it. I don't know, maybe we could try and talk to him. In draconic really slowly, I think. Take me to your leader. (laughs) A couple of them escort you into the back of that room that you're in. And so in more to into area 14 for your map. And back there you find more toads. um, But one toad who looks fancy, just looks much more fancy than all the other toads. Is he like wearing a suit? Would you say he's dapper? I'm picturing like a uh, wind in the willows. Yes, toad. same here. Mr. Ooh, Toad's like day this. out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because like yeah. he's fancy. Mr. Toad's he wild ride. Exactly. That's the one. Exactly like that. But that toad is back there. And it looks like some of the, or it sounds like some of them are discussing with that toad, um, perhaps about you. That toad comes forward and in a very slow, toady type voice. Which I can't wait to hear. Which you can't wait to hear. (laughs) (laughs) I am Marfob. Who are you? Hi, I'm Thea. (laughs) I wondered who was going to go first. (laughs) I'm Flint. I'm New Lara. We're looking for a dragon. You're looking for a Ralphator? Why? We switched the name of the dragon. No, it's not uh, a Guthator. We prefer to call him. Um, no, but a it was Guthator? a Ruthator. Uh, sure. Oh, but you know what? A Ruthator. <laughs> well, Toad Guy might pronounce it weird. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yes, we are looking for a Ruthator. <laughs> I add both sounds. Do you serve him? We serve. Yes. Willingly. We keep track of treasures and. Goings on at Oyavigaton. I'm sorry, what? Sorry, pardon? And the goings on at Oyavigatak. <laughs> Oyavigatak. <laughs> Oyavigatak. Bless you. Bless you. Oyavigaton. Sure, that's a V. We'll go with that. Is that, where we, is that where we are right now? Yes, it is. It was at the top of the map. Yes, it's still oh. there. It does not look like that word at all. No, it doesn't. This is Oyagivit. Oyavigaton. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is Arugator's ah, yes. lair. I will refer to it only as Arugator's lair going forward. Seems easier. It's probably for the best. Is is he around? Yeah. We, we're here from out of town. Do you mean harm? <laughs> no. 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 Actually, you know what? Are we really looking for Aruthator or are we looking for his buddy? Are we looking for the lady? The lady with the horse. Well, horns. we're looking for Makah the, the Crimson, yeah. We certainly are. 
We like to chat with yeah. her before, you know, we hang out with Aruthator. Is there a, a tiefling around here? Yeah. We're looking for one. Yes, there is. Down the hall, you will find her. Cool, thanks. Keep up the good work. I guess we should go down the hall. <laughs> You're doing a fantastic job. We can see how organized you are. When we talk to Aruthator, we're going to tell him that you guys need a raise. We love what we do. We don't get paid. Oh, but well, then you need more responsibility. Y- yes. We keep track of all the things in the north. All of the things? And his treasures. Everything? We have vast knowledge of all the things that happen in the north. Do, do you know if there has been a Dracorn up north? There was at one point. Yes. The Crimson Lady knows more about Dracorn. More than you? I don't believe it. She was more in charge of the Dracorn than I. She was in charge, you guys. I think we need to go talk to her. For sure. Thanks, buddy. What was your name again? Marfalb. We appreciate the chat, Marfalb. Thanks, Marf. Thanks so much. I leave the room and chuckle to myself, Marfalb. <laughs> As you go out into the hall, Nulara's first, I see. <laughs> I'm I feel she like this has gone again. well so far. Yeah. I'd like to leave. <laughs> just we just had a nice pleasant chat with those giant toads, so I'm happy to just keep moving along. Do you wanna make a dexterity saving throw there, Nulara? Oh god. Get it, girl. I mean, yay! Sounded like a resounding yes to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it was a critical fail. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, I did call it. I thought it was going to be my new setup role, but no, that nope, one, that it's one went my, well for you. my fall into a trap role or whatever I just did. <laughs> uh, you uh, walk out into the hall and you are struck. You don't want me to see that, do you? Well, you can see, uh, no, because it's got all the details about what's happening. Uh, Do I slide on a banana peel? (gasps) You slide on a banana peel. There's actually just a cucumber sitting there, and you freak the fuck (laughs) out. Uh, You lose your shit over this cucumber. You slide on a banana peel right into an ice troll's claws. Oh, no. Like, does he hold her in a firm embrace? Uh, Yeah, it definitely does. Like King Kong style? Is it tender? Uh, well, let's find Does out. Does he think what's, I'm pretty? What's your What's your AC? <laughs> uh, my AC is seventeen, I believe. Oops, sorry, I'm not actually wrong. It uh, It pulls you in, and um, well, it doesn't attack you with both claws, but it takes a bite out of you, and you will take uh, five. Piercing damage. Damn, Mitch. And And what did you say it was? An ice what? Troll. Troll. Okay. Sounds great. So uh, you should all roll for initiative now. I will. Yeah, all right. Fucking roll. Nine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Four. (laughs) Guys. We're nailing this. I'm doing this. real good tonight. I'm, having, is... I'm on, on fire. Every time you say tonight, it freaks me out. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are you talking about? You're right. doing real good tomorrow morning. It's last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bad news, guys. There's at least two more ice trolls. I don't know if you've looked at the map. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's not just, it's not it's just not the just one that the you're one. in. It's, it's piercing embrace. It's embrace. <laughs> so I do think something might start between you guys. Maybe I, I might there use my one point. Chemistry. <laughs> might use my one point to make it so. Oh, plot point! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just kidding. I'm going to save that for a really important time. Obviously, blue troll. Blue troll gets to go first, and he rushes towards the. Uh... I open my arms up wide to like. Invite him. Like, bring it! Um, he does the same to you. Tries to bite you and attack you with both claws. Well, that's not very nice. 
A lot of dice getting rolled. Yeah. Over. Uh, yeah, I'm hearing that. <laughs> uh, the bite against your AC is a 13. <laughs> the two claws, however, <laughs> are a 24 and a 19. Thick. Wow. Um, okay, okay, okay. Uh, that's 25 damage. <laughs> oh, that's half Whoa. my fucking... Oh my Good god. Point. Well, you better fight back. It's Flint's turn. Jesus, Flint. <laughs> Buddy. I think I think Russ introduced this healing surge option just because he was going to kick our ass. I, I, I think, think so, that might too. be true. Uh, I wonder if I should go help Thea or if I should go occupy uh, the red guy who is uh, seemingly unattached at the moment. He needs a, da- <laughs> he needs a dancing partner. Well, I just don't want to go help you and then have him like sneak up behind you and kick your ass. Go for the red. All right. I, I obviously so, scream that at you as I'm being bitten. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I will. Uh, I will attack this. Uh, what is it? A frost giant? You said. Uh, ice troll. <laughs> ice troll. I like that we can't remember, and it was literally a minute ago that you said. <laughs> okay. So I will uh, swing my two-handed axe towards his head because that's how I roll. Fantastic. Ah, that's how he rolls. It's uh, twenty-four, but not critical by any way, shape, or form. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Uh, 8 and 11. Whoa, 19 plus 4 is 23 on the first attack. Okay. Nice. Nice. And then 18 is my attack roll on the next one. Fingers crossed. 18's good. Sweet. Sweet. Oh, rolled off the table. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, 3 on the first one. That's what I get. And 9 is 12 and 4 is 16. Jeez. I watch from my clawy embrace, and I really am into what you're doing over there, Flint. <laughs> Excellent. Now Thea's turn. Okay, um, so I'm going to conjure flaming sphere. So you need to make a dexterity saving throw. I think what she meant to say is you need to fail a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> yes. Uh, dex, that's a nine. That is a fail. <laughs> Whoa! So it's 2d6. Oh, no, wait, that's not a failed. Yeah, 2d6 fire damage. Half of it's saved. Okay. Okay, so six damage. Really? That's it? He takes 12 damage. I was just going to say, being some sort of ice troll, perhaps a flaming sword would be a good idea for Farlock. Yeah, that's why I chose fire. I thought, these guys are ice. Um, I would also like to do, uh, as a bonus action, healing surge. Okay. What do I do for that? You use one of your hit die. Anyone? I can choose. <laughs> you have D6 as your hit die. Oh, yeah, d- okay. D6 is your hit die. <laughs> I'm like, any one of my three? This D20 looks good. That's it. That's what you get. Yep. Okay, well, I guess only having 22 hit points taken away is better than 25. Exactly. So, yes. It's now Green Troll's turn. He is going to... Attack you, Nulara. He's gonna try. He's gonna. He's gonna try. <laughs> uh, with his bite, he gets twenty-six against your AC. Hey, well, his claw that'll do is it. Ten. Oh my gosh. Second claw is that will not do uh, it. Twenty-two. That will do it. So a bite and a claw get through. Yeah. The other one, he's just giving you the finger with it. <laughs> so he's just being rude. That's 18 damage. Well then. And now it's new Lara's turn. Okay, I whisper Mui Caliente to my sword. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's on It's on fire now. I'm obviously attacking that that banana peel jag off that just gave me all that damage. <laughs> of course. <laughs> 18 on my first attack. 18's good, yep. Nice. Uh, so he gets uh, six... But that's piercing. Okay. Yep. But the fire damage is five is eleven. So do you need those separate? Because he does he get more from fire? He gets more from the fire, yeah. So double the fire. Okay. Uh so six plus twenty-two. So twenty-eight. Okay. Yeah, do it. Uh second attack. Oh, nineteen twenty-eight. And then five plus four. Okay, so four, five, ten, fifteen damage. All right. And then Donnie's gonna bite that mofo. Maybe. Okay. 
Uh, nope, he got a 13. Donnie's not going to bite him. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Donnie didn't have a turn last time, did he? Last time? We haven't had turns yet. That was my first turn. Oh, wow, gosh. She got snuck attacked. Oh, right. I slipped on that banana peel. Snuck attacked? Snuck attacked. Snuck attacked. It's like Suffering. Snuck attacked. Snuck attacked. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. That sounds like snacks, and it makes me wish I had one. Oh, <laughs> snacks would be so good right now. Uh, red guy's turn, and he goes for Flint on his bite. Bring it. That is a 23 against your AC. Okie dokie. On his first claw, another 23. Consistent. And second claw is 11. Hooray! So one bite and a claw. You are going to take 18 damage. Okay. Back to the top, we got uh, Blue Troll. Guys, I think I, I think I might die. So if I do, um, know this. I really wish I got to sleep with Salazar. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure to tell him for you. Oh, Daughter walked in at just that. <laughs> Give me a sec. All right, he's attacking you oh, there. Right. The, uh, bite. Right. right, I wanted to sleep with Salazar, but yeah. I never got the chance. So, new Lara. Bite 16. <laughs> Claw. No. 16 against your AC. Oh, right. Okay. Which hits. Which hits, which hits yeah, me, okay. but it's not 16 points. 11. For the first claw, so that's no good. And nine, so you only take a bite on that one. Nice. That is 10 damage, though. All right, that only brings me to 32. Oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> no, no. You tell Salazar yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you will make it. Uh, Flint, you are up, sir. All right, uh, out of curiosity, how hurt is the red fellow looking? He is not looking bloodied. Okay. If that's what you're asking. I was asking exactly that question. I guess I could have phrased it that way. <laughs> you were being so It's looking like so he stubbed a toe. About it. Yeah. I was being very coy. <laughs> yes. How much information is he going to give me here? <laughs> mm-hmm, for free, without rolling some sort of perception check. All right. I will, uh, yeah, I guess I will go uh, right back to attacking uh, the red ice troll. Fantastic. Uh, it's 19 on the first one. Yes, sir. Six and eleven is seventeen plus four is twenty-one damage. He is looking bloodied now. Excellent. Uh, I will continue attacking him. Uh, so that's twenty-one, but mm-hmm. uh, not critical by any way, shape, or form. Eight. Nope, off the table. And six is fourteen, and four is eighteen. He is. Uh, he's looking like he's seen better days, but he's still standing. Excellent. All right, Thea, you're up. Okay, um, are these guys wearing armor of any kind? Uh, negative. They're naked? I said negative. So yes, they're naked. So they're naked. Oh, yeah. Uh, Okay, well, I'm going to use my flaming sphere again because it remains. So I'm going to hit him with it again as a free move. Yep. 16 damage. I doubled it for you. Nice. Thank you. I'm super nice like that. Uh, There you go. (laughs) And then I'm going to produce flame and hit him with that. Uh, 2d8. Oh, shit. Ow. 16 damage. I doubled it. He is bloodied. Oh, yeah. And he deserves it, too. It is Green Guy's turn now. He goes to attack you, Nulara. Bite misses. That's an 11. Claw is a 17. That is my AC. That hits. Uh, and claw two is a 22. So you get two claws on this one here. Part of me feels like it should hit, but it should only, like, you should only have to take half the damage because it's not like it bites, like, totally. Just barely hits, right? Yeah, like, it half hits, so you only have to take half damage. I know that's not the way this works. (laughs) It's like glancing. But it is logical. It does does make sense. That's 22 damage. No. Well, old new Lara, not feeling so good right now. And it's uh, your turn, new Lara. Great. Oh, I forgot uh, to do my healing a... thing. Shit. Don't forget to heal yourself. <laughs> uh, I'm okay still, probably. No, but you get a free one. It's a free bonus move, a healing surge. Well, yeah, but you still have to use them. But then I use one of my die, right? And that's use my oh, turn. Die, no. so. I didn't know that. Sorry, I did not realize that. Never mind. Crap. We'll see. You know, if I just use those hit die if I die anyway, so let's save them. Uh, it's a 19. 19 My first good. attack. Yeah. Okay. 
So that is a three, but that is six, and six is 12, doubled is 24, 27 on my first attack. Second attack is a 10, so that does nothing. Good thing that first one was good. Uh, Donnie rolled a natch 20, because he's Ooh, amazing. Fantastic, okay. So what does that mean? Double damage? Double damage. Oh, yeah. Kay. Does Donnie have fire? No, he doesn't. He gets, uh, so... 1d4 plus 2, so 5 on the first one, and then 6, so 11, and then you have to do a constitution saving throw. Oh, come on, Donnie. Oh, this would be amazing. Is that 11 supposed to be doubled, though? No, because it's not fire. No fire. No, I did two no, rolls. No, no, but it would, yeah. oh, you did two rolls. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah, he only gets a d4 plus 2. So. Uh, it's a 20. <laughs> well, I guess he does not get stung then. <laughs> Critical failure, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, okay, red guy's turn. Going for you, Flint. Oh, yeah. Bite. That's a 21. Not critical. Yep. 18. Yep. And that's a 21. Oh, I'm taking the full brunt. <laughs> Brace yourself. Whoa. So many Jesus. dice. That was like 50 dice. I don't like this silence. <laughs> it's just Russ trying to do math. Just He's doing all that math on those no, thousand dice he just rolled. I thought he was like trying to pick the right tone to tell me that I was obliterating. <laughs> That's 29 damage. Ooh. Oh. <clears throat> and blue guy's turn. All right. Oh, this is me. Yeah, that's. Is he part of the blue oh. band he group? Is, absolutely. Just on the weekends, though. Uh, so that's a 12 bite. That's not going to be. Nope. Good. That is a critical miss on yep. that one. Perfect. And that is a nine. So you got that one scot-free there. Ooh, now I'm going to nice. murder him. Flint, you're up, sir. Oh, wait. Right, Tommy. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Um, so, I will uh, I will try and uh, destroy this red guy once and for all. Okay. Uh, so it's a 19, but not a crit. Yep. Uh, 10 on the first one. Ooh, 11 on the second one. And 4 is 25. Excellent. Is he is he dead? Uh, he's still standing. Uh, Damn it! All right, and the <laughs> let's next try one again. Is a, is a seventeen? I can't remember. Does that hit him? Uh, seventeen does hit. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, ooh, twelve. That's a nice max roll. And four. And four is twenty. Is he dead now? He's still standing. Good lord! Oh my! Uh, Thea, you're up. Yeah, I am. Okay, so. I'm going to produce flame because I can't use my flaming sphere anymore. And so that's two. Why can't you use your flaming sphere anymore? Well, because I've already used it once. Yeah, but I think it sticks around every Doesn't round. it stick around for like a set period of time? It does, but I didn't write it down. So Look it up. For, oh. Up to one minute. Flaming sphere I have here is 3d6. Why haven't you been rolling 3d6? Well, because it's different on my thing. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> I was like, really? It's only a 2d6? That's messed up. Okay, well, roll an extra d6. I'm gonna, because I'm gonna hit him with a flaming sphere. Jesus and it's up to a minute, so yeah, you're still good. Okay, six, that's nine, 12, so 24 damage. Roll another dice, because you got two flaming spheres where you didn't have it. Aw, oh, thanks. Yeah. Plus four. 32. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and now I'm going to do... Produce flame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only 2d8. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that was eight damage. Okay. Aww. He also is not looking at his best, but he's still standing. Um, and it is uh, Green Guy's turn. How you doing on hit points there, new Laura? I have 22 hit oh, points. Oh, you're good then. You're good. I'm fine. <laughs> It's confidence for you. Yeah. <laughs> On the bite, that's a 14. Oops. On the claw, that's a 26. Yeesh. And the second claw, that's a 13. So just the bite. Okay. That one, that one that then. One that's six damage. And your turn. Okay. 24, my first attack. And then 
6 plus 5 is 11. 22 plus is 28 damage. Okay. My second attack is 17. That is a hit? Yes. Great. Uh, 5, 5, 10, 20, 26 on that one. Donnie's gonna try and uh, sting him. He will not succeed because oh, he Donnie, rolled a three. So close. It is Red Troll's turn, and as he goes to move towards Flint, he falls over, and he <laughs> is dead. Oh, nice. convenient. Yes. Yay! I like that. Good kill my guy. Uh, blue Troll... He is still moving and going towards Thea. Uh, his bite, that's a 25. No. Uh, claw, that's a 9. That's okay. And 11 for the second claw. All right, so just, just a bite. bite. All right, all right. And that's 5 damage. Whew. Well, that's not too bad. No. And it's Flint's turn. Hooray. All right, let's uh, launch more... Giant axe attacks at this red fellow. Oh, uh, red, red, sorry, red fellow dropped. He's dead. Oh, right. I forgot all about that. Solid red axe through him, though. Thank you. I like thank that. You. Uh, okay, I will. Uh, who's worse off for hit points between uh, Nulara and Thea? I've lost 37. I've got 20 hit points left. I have 16 hit points left. Help Nulara. I'm going to rush over to Nulara and uh, <laughs> try and take down the green fellow. <clears throat> okay. Oh, you did rush. Oh yeah, right on over there. Speedy so little dwarf. So fast. I had some sort of haste spell on, I'm sure. Uh, so that's a 17, which I believe we've been over already, and it hits. Yep. Uh, 7, and 6 is 13, and 4 is 17. Okay. And a 20, but not critical. Uh, 7, and 6 is 13, and 4 is 17. Sounds good. He's still standing there. Okay. And it's Thea's turn. Okay, uh, blue guy, obviously. I'm gonna hit him with my flaming sphere, which is actually 3d6. Excellent. Six, five, four. Ooh, yeah, nice. so 15, 15, so 30, 30 damage on that one. Okay. Do I need to do anything else? You do. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I thought that'd be it. Produce flame, then I flame him all up. I'm going to let it roll for me. 20 damage. Whoop. I like nice. the noise it makes. Green guy's turn now, and he, like red guy, um, falls to his death. And now it's new Lara's turn. Kill the blue one uh, for me. Swoop in. <laughs> Salazar up. Go for it. I'm going to try. Well, that was a 13 on my first attack, so that will not work. Uh, and then a 25, so that one will... So that is 20 damage. 20 nice. damage. Solid. Oh, Donnie can try and bite him too. Okay. He does not. <laughs> <laughs> he rolled a two plus his three is a five. That will not work. Good try, Wonderful. Donnie. Uh, well, he is still standing at the end of your turn, but as his turn begins, he falls over dead as well. So all three of them are now deceased. Nice. Excellent work. You know, these are the first things in this lair that didn't want to talk to us and just wanted to fight. It's true, because we ruined their game of uh, cucumber. lay down banana peels. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the banana peel, so he just got really pissed off and attacked you. Yeah, he was really mad. Like, that I mean, it seems like an overreaction, TV. but all right. I think uh, I'm going to take a healing potion. Yeah, me too. That's probably a good call. As you look down and around, uh, the toads um, have kind of retreated back into the back of their lair, den area. <laughs> I um, turn around and I go, did you do this? No. We didn't appreciate your condescending tone. And you see something scurry down the hall in the direction uh, you were planning on going. Can I perception check to see if I see what that is? Sure. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I, I want to try to perceive. I also don't. Let me save you all the trouble. <laughs> I did not. All right, well, I might as well roll if everyone else is rolling. I also did not. <laughs> you guys just see a flash of something run back down the halls. Um, and you don't make out what it is. Okay. Let's just go see what it is. You hear from behind you one of the frogs say, don't go into the next room. Why? That's where the trolls live. Uh, okay. Thanks. What what uh, what room is Macath in? Are you asking this to the frogs? Yes, she is 
the next next door on the left. The next next door. Next next door on the left. (laughs) Not the trolls room. The next door on the left. Well, the trolls room is on the right. Door on the right, then. Uh, Yeah, door on the right. We're frogs. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Ah, yes. Okay. So that's room what nine from the looks of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or six if you're coming at it from the different angle. Oh. It's very confusing. So we, we walk down the hall. We say, thank you. Thanks again. <laughs> we walk over the dead bodies of the <laughs> trolls. We, we're honestly, we're not here to fight. We're just. They attacked they us. They attacked us. Yep. It wasn't cool. Going down the hall, you walk past where the trolls live. Looking in, you just see it is a, uh, a cavernous chamber filled um, with like drifting mist and ice pillars rising from the floor to the ceiling and the sound of running water coming from in that room. But otherwise, you don't see anything else at first glance going past there. That's all right. We're looking for her anyway, even if they hadn't told us the trolls live there. So you go into the next room on your right there, and it is an empty chamber but there is, you see the one entryway at the back of the chamber there. As you go into the back entryway in the back of this room here, um, there is a ramp that goes up. And at the top of the ramp, there is a single troll standing guard. He looks uncertain of you, but it doesn't look like he's making a move to attack you or move towards you at this point. Can I do a banana peel perception check? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that to happen again. Mm. Oh, thank goodness. That is a 15. Uh, no banana peels. No banana peels. I did not go well for me last time. It really didn't. I. So he he's seen us already. He obviously. sees you. Yeah. So I, I call up. Hey. <laughs> Solid. I like it. It's a solid lead. And what language do you call that up in? Um, Draconic. And he says back to you, Who are you? What are you doing here? We're here to visit Macoth. Uh, he doesn't like that. And he comes barreling down the hall towards you. Okay. what you get for being honest. You know what, though? <laughs> he slips on a giant banana peel, slides straight out of the room into the hall. Um, where he just kind of like continues down this icy, slippery banana peel path and he's never seen again. That's convenient for us. Who is leaving all these bananas everywhere? That sounded like, sounds like Amy used her plot point. As he comes down that ramp though, I give him, I give him a shove to the, to the right. Yeah. And he goes out the door and it's, it's comedic. It's, Uh it's very slapstick. We all giggle. Um, and like his arms are like flailing backwards (laughs) as he just zooms down the hall. Zooms. Uh, eventually he does find himself a wall and he smacks into it and falls unconscious to the floor. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Plot uh, point used. Plot point used. <laughs> Love it. All right. Takes care of that for you guys. You're welcome. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so you go up. Just for the slapstick. I love it. <laughs> yeah. The sheer Benny Hillness of it is just totally. off the charts. <laughs> uh, so you go up the ramp, I assume. Yeah. He's guarding yep. something. So the empty ice floor of this chamber holds a most unexpected site. A large shelter is seemingly built out of scraps in the style of tents used by the desert nomads of Kalamshan, some 2,000 miles to the south. Of course. You see no obvious opening, but there are overlaps in the fabric that is used. We say hello. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Macaw? Macaws, are you in there? No, no answer is received. Guys, I'm really worried about this tent. I feel like it's just going to be like a theater curtain. I'm going to struggle with finding the opening. It's going to be awkward. Oh, it's your worst nightmare all over again. Nulara, you go first. I- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it went real bad for me last time I went first. Flynn, can you go first? I'll go first. So I try and find uh, an opening in the seams and uh, try to get into that there tent. Yeah, um, and you do. And the interior of the shelter is surprisingly warm, thanks to a small stove and simple lamps burning, um, which you smell as aromatic whale oil. 
Um, carpets are heaped on the floor in thick layers, and tapestries from every culture in Faerun hang suspended from a sturdy frame of whale ribs. Uh, you see um, books and scrolls that are stacked neatly on tables and reading stands made of hide and whalebone. The only um, furnishings in the shelter not made from these natural materials are the carpets and tapestries and a portable writing desk that appears to have been taken from a sailing ship and seated at the writing desk is a female tiefling wearing a blazing crimson cloak over tailored furs. Uh, The cloak is fastened with a silver and ivory brooch bearing a design reminiscent of a stylized branching tree, which is the symbol of the Arcane Brotherhood. Two kobold attendants stand nearby, glancing nervously between you and the tiefling, and after a few moments, um, the tiefling looks up with an expression of pale disinterest and asks, Have you come to save me or kill me? Not that there will be much difference between the two. It's clearly not her. We should probably just leave. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. We were looking for a different tiefling. (laughs) Sorry to bother you. Wearing a red cloak. Yeah. One that's a little less bitchy, maybe. Whoa! (laughs) Um, Well, you know, that's kind of up to you. We just had some questions. Uh, If you need saving, we will try to save you. Uh, if not, we would just love answers to our questions and we'll be on our way. True. People have kind of stopped looking for you at this point. So if we don't come back with you, it's not a huge deal. And who are you? I'm Thea. Flint. New Laura. And who has sent you? I can't. Someone remember the organization's name. <laughs> <laughs> we spoke to... Dallas Silverhorn, and she told us about you and said you you were an expert in the Dracorn, and we should seek you out, and that you had been missing. That is true. You look you look comfortable here. Are you missing, or you know, did you just just move just move to a new place on this uh, floating iceberg? Uh, no forwarding address. Do you want to make a, a charisma or a persuasion check of some some kind there? Well, that didn't go well, which is in keeping with my character. Uh, uh, That was a six. A six on that persuasion check. (laughs) So really, she just yells out, bitch, you cool? (laughs) Flint and I just kind of look at her. I am rough. I, you know. She says, what color was Dallas hair? Oh, God. I already put my notebook away. Well, her last name is Silver something, know, right? So it's just Silver, Silver Horn. Silver. Fine, you guys check out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you in. She says, have you come to find just the Dracorn? Or, well, now that you're here, you'll have to do something about the dragon. Because he's not going to let you leave. But, how do you intend to deal with that? Oh, we're kind of just fly by the seat of our pants warriors, so... Yeah, we're not really planners. No, because if we can get away without fighting, we'll probably take that option. However, he is kind of terrorizing everybody around here, and we feel the need to help out with that. Um, He won't be the first dragon we've slain. Mm -hmm. I have seen um, many warriors, as strong as the looks and the likes of you, be devoured by... Arothatar. It just leaves me nervous for your well-being, but you asked if I was missing, and yes, I have been missing. I arrived here three years ago, and Arothatar would have normally killed me without a second thought. However, the brooch of the Arcane Brotherhood, which I still wear, he thought that that might present a solution to two problems that he had, and thus kept me around. What what problems does he have? First, the dragon possessed, still possesses numerous items and writings which were stolen from the Arcane Brotherhood, um, some of which defied his understanding even after decades of study. He wished that I would help him decipher and figure out these, these writings. Oh, he's a scholar. Second... Aruthatar had long sought a way to help his mate Arivaturus overcome her grieving over the death of the wizard she once served, replacing that dead wizard with a living one. And a member of the Arcane Brotherhood for him seemed like a great idea. That has not worked out well for him, 
But I've convinced him that keeping me around to go through these writings is in his best interest. So you weren't good enough for his lady dragon? Is that... She has many levels of psychoses. In fact, she still wears her dead wizard on her on her back saddle. It's kind of... It's a weird state that she is in. How is an independent dragon, like Aruthator, who's his own master, together with a crazy psycho dragon? Hey, hey, I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore. Thanks for continuing the journey with us for episode five of Dungeons & Dragons. This one titled, Bananas Are Dangerous. And it's true, they're very dangerous, obviously. I don't have a huge amount to talk about today, so I'll jump right into the part I'm most excited about, and that's the reviews from you. Pink Binker says, Adventure time! Game on, folks! Just go and have a listen already. You're gonna dig it. Thanks so much, Pink Binker. And uh, Julie456 says, My new favorite show! I'm thrilled to have found this show. I love the storytelling and obvious rapport and chemistry among the players and DM. I don't have a local D&D group, nor the time to play, but with this show, I feel like I'm part of the adventure. Please keep making episodes. I beg you, please, don't worry. We'll keep putting them out um, as long as people are still listening to them, right? I'm really loving the reviews. It's great to hear from you, the people who are enjoying the show. Sometimes with something like this, I'm sure you can go quite a while without hearing from anybody. You know, to have a few reviews uh, so early on in our run... It really, uh, really helps solidify that uh, this is something fun that we want to keep doing um, for as long as we can. Um, if you think about it after this episode, and if you haven't already, uh, you could leave a rating and review about the show. Reviews, I know, certainly help me out when I'm looking for a new podcast to listen to. It's certainly all part of that process. Alternatively, if you have a friend who might like what we do, pass our name along to them. Uh, We hope the community we're building here grows on its own through word of mouth from people who like what we do. If you want to be involved in the Dumb Dragon universe, you can visit dumbdragons.com. All of our social media and episodes and email links are all listed there. Um, On Twitter, we are at dumbdragoncast. You can use the dumbdragoncast hashtag so we can track you down and find out who's talking to or about us. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash dumbdragoncast. We keep those up to date with the latest episode details and posting some uh, some other cool D&D and RPG-related stuff that you might find interesting. You can also send us an email to dumbdragonpodcast at gmail.com. But that's it. That's all I got for right now. Thanks so much again uh, for coming along with us. Our next episode will be out March 1st. And to give you just a bit of a heads up, it will be a bit of a longer episode, almost a bit of a a double dose of adventure for you. Have a wonderful couple weeks, and we'll talk to you then. The mating uh, protocols of dragons sometimes eludes even the the most scholarly of dragon studiers. Such as myself. <laughs> of course. Clearly. <laughs> I can tell with the, words, yeah. the words you used. Um, um, okay. So. I feel like she needs to die too, just because she's a crazy dragon. Oh, I thought you meant. Uh, <laughs> oh, I no. like, let's <laughs> dial it back a notch here. <laughs> Anyone see a river around here? I heard running water in the other room. Oh, boy. Here we go. So much like the the kobolds that are polishing corpses a few rooms back, you've convinced this dragon that you're useful to him? Yes, exactly. So that is how I've survived this long. So is this dragon just kind of dumb or what? No, he is he is quite intelligent. Um, and I am serving a purpose for him in that I am deciphering these these texts and But tomes. you're doing it real slow, aren't real, you? Real, real not fast. <laughs> I mean, it's taking me quite a while to get through them. There's some very in-depth things. But yeah, I'm taking my, taking my sweet time. Mm. Taking my sweet time. Mm. Hey, um, <laughs> there. I look over to the two kobolds that are like obviously trying to pretend like they're not listening to the conversation, but what they are, and I kind of gesture like, "What's like? Are these guys to like make sure you don't leave, or like make sure no one comes in? Because if if so, if it's a ladder, they're doing a terrible job. Uh, they're here to, if something does happen to me or otherwise." Um, to ha- inform Aruthatar of what's going on. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, and I, and I'm like, before you, before you said that, you noticed them kind of skirting to the side a little bit, but mm. they stopped as soon as you started talking about them. I see you. I see. You. Um, do you have like a leash or a collar for them or anything? Like, uh, there are there are some ropes around. Yes, mm. yes. Mm. yes. She hands you a couple of ropes. Guys, should we maybe tie them up? I don't think they're really doing much to hinder us at the moment, so maybe we should just leave them be. No, but they're going to run off get... and tell Aruthatar that we're... I'm pretty sure he knows we're here. Well, yeah. I guess so. Fine, I glare at them. Like, if you move. <laughs> uh, we should probably find out all we can about this Dracorn and various other things that are going on. Indeed. What's up with the Dracorn? What up with that? Let me tell you about the Dracorn. Let me find the right page in my many texts and tomes to tell you about the Dracorn. The Dracorn was here when I arrived. However, a group of humans wearing distinctive robes came to the iceberg half a year ago or so. Ah, uh, were they purple? Ah, uh, yes, they had. Oh, God. They had a purple, purple hue to them. Yes. Ah... Uh, after negotiating with Aruthatar, uh, they took the device away. Aruthatar is stupid. They may have made a deal with him. Do you remember what the deal was? I was not involved in the deal. But if he allowed them to leave with one of his possessions, I can only assume that it would be beneficial for him. Even despite the fact that with the Dracorn, they could control him? It's more of a... A signaling device. It's a suggestion more than anything. <laughs> the Dracorn, it's a come hither? Let me tell you about the Dracorn. Oh, yes. The Dracorn <laughs> was a gift from Tiamat in the war between dragons and giants. It was once the horn of her ancient red dragon consort, Ephelamon. There will be a test afterwards. Mm. That she gave to the dragon kind to help them in their war against the giants. The Dracorn is a signaling device, but it is so large that it requires two medium-sized individuals, humans or otherwise, um, or one larger giant type to carry it, while another sounds it, making the earth resonate to its call. The horn has been blasted with fire into a dark ebony hue and is wrapped in bands of bronze with draconic ruins that glow with purple eldritch fire. The low moaning drone of the dracorn discomforts normal animals within a few miles, but it alerts all dragons within 2,000 miles to rise and be wary, for great danger is at hand. Those with the knowledge of the Dracorn's history uh, know that it was built uh, to signal danger to chromatic dragons, uh, a purpose the cult of the dragon has corrupted to call chromatic dragons where they may now be located. Got okay, all that? So let me get this right. It plays Paul Simon's Kodachrome. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all it does. Yes. Calls the dragons. <laughs> Perfect. So it used to just alert the dragons, like, hey, watch out, dangers are coming. But now the cult of the dragons has, like, changed that. So now it actually summons dragons to a specific place. That is correct. Oh, that's shitty. Do dragons have the option of not listening to the summons? They are drawn to its call. Hmm. Now that you're here... Ruthatar most certainly knows that you are here as well. Yeah, we've talked to, like, everyone on the way. Yeah. If you were to attempt to make an escape, you may not be able to do so as long as he is able to fly and attack your ship. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll probably just have to kill him then. I anticipated you would, you would be saying that. Um, I There are some things I can give you. Ooh, if. If you can help me escape and bring things with me. Sure. What I would like to bring are the stolen goods from the Arcane Brotherhood. Of course. My organization would wish to have those back. Um, most of those are located in the scriptorium, which is located right next door. She points to the back oh, corner. Oh, yeah, the toads. No, 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 no. She points to the back and says, here, oh. which you can't see, but she points back here and says, back through there is a large library of volumes of, of books. And she says, the toads? What about the toads? 
Uh, the next two doors down on the left, back up that way, there's a room full of giant toads mm-hmm, writing mm-hmm. scripts. They they are keeping track of Ruth Attar's possessions as well I as know, I just they they do keep they do keep script. very good history of the North. They do. They're yeah, quite I, quite no, intelligent they were creatures. Pleasant. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Do you think that they'll have a history of what the deal was for him to give up the Drakhorn? They may. I don't know. When we asked about the Drakhorn, though, they didn't give us any information. If, if you ask them directly, then they didn't tell you. They might not have that information. What they keep is more <gasps> but valuable they would keep information a ledger of, of where it went, right? Like and how to get there. Perhaps only who it went to. Hey, name That's a good start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi. She says, what I would like to bring, the majority of it is in the scriptorium, but some of it may be in Aruthatar's lair as well. Well, we'll kill him first, and then you Fair can enough. take anything you want. She goes to her desk, or she's at her desk, she opens a drawer and pulls out a ring and lays it on the desk, and then goes to a fold in the in the tapestries on the wall and pulls out two arrows and says this is a ring of cold resistance and these are two arrows of dragon slaying that i've been able to craft since i've been here they may help you in your fight against aruthatar i can tell you how his lair is laid out i know aruthatar tends to use traps in his lairs i cannot tell you where those are as a, he keeps a close eye on me when i go down there so just be wary when you are down there to watch out for traps. Yes. There are two entrances, one through the scriptorium, which is directly behind us here, another in a storeroom further down the hall, um, which mm-hmm. drops into a further area from where he is located. She begins describing the whole gist of his realm there. He is generally in the... Um, westmost area of his lair. Dropping down from the scriptorium, you will go into his perch area, where he sometimes spends his time... Perching. Perching and lounging, Hmm. if you will. Is it... Okay, hold on. I'm imagining a big... Like one of those little... Like like Tweety Bird has that swing. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it like that? Well, it's more of a shelf, but it is where he often... Uh, will be sleeping. And then the abyss, where he spends most of his time, down from that, uh, drops down. That's right. Um, he calls it the abyss. That's what I call it. Oh. Yeah. It's cheery. Yes. It's, it, it, is a, it is a very cold. You thought this whole iceberg was cold? Uh, it is colder. Down there. The second entrance, which is over in the storeroom there, drops down into a, an area with large ice pillars. And then there are two tunnels which lead into the abyss. Okay. Where do you guys think we should go down? Uh, well, I mean, at least the scriptorium we know just goes right there. Whereas, where's do we know where the storeroom is? Because we could run into more creatures out, get into that storeroom. It's not too far, though. You haven't, you haven't been to it yet, but the way she describes it, it is... Just down the hall and to the left. Oh, I see. Yeah. Because I think that would give us probably, I, I think I prefer not to be on a perch. Because how high up is that perch? That perch is 16 feet and then the abyss is goes down to zero. So it's like a 16 foot drop from the light blue area to the dark blue area. And that's a survivable drop. I also feel like perch seems like maybe a bad idea in case he's sleeping there. Yeah, because although... Or maybe that's good. Maybe we want to sneak up on him when he's sleeping. I would prefer to kill him in his sleep. Um, Do you guys happen to have the name of the previous ice dragon that we fought uh, written down anywhere? Uh, perhaps. Because I'm thinking if we can, like, go in there and say, like, we don't want to kill you, but, like, we've done this before, and we can reference, like, the dragon that we killed then that might be like he might take our threat a little more serious. Is it Varam? No, that's uh that's one of the head dragon cult people, isn't it? Yeah. Gla Glashale. Glashale. Mm. That sounds yeah, right. I have white dragons ice and stuff written beside it. <laughs> Perfect. So, Perfect, yeah. Obviously. Uh Blagothkus? No, who's that? Was that the ice giant? 
Lagothkis? Yeah. Yes, he's a giant cloud giant. Okay. Gleshail, then. How about Gleshail? I think it's with a Z, though. I think it's Glashail. Oh, it could be. I always just have to try and do it phonetically. Mm. Yeah, it's a good call. So, yeah. Because I think if, if he's not sleeping and we can't just kind of, like, sneak out, I think we need to announce ourselves and lay, like, an ultimatum. Absolutely. All tomato. <laughs> Just go in all tomato. Get that devil fruit out of here. Yeah, I figure if we drop in there and can actually reference the fact that we have killed an ice dragon before, and we don't really want to kill this guy, we just want to be on our way. Of course. Maybe he'll let us go. Oh, yeah, but he needs to let us go and uh, Makoth, which he just might not be willing to do. But who yeah, knows? We, we don't have to tell him that part. <laughs> How are we going to sneak her and what she wants to bring out? Hmm, that is a good question. Because she is not coming with us right now, right? Uh, no, I have a feeling like she'll probably stay in her fort. <laughs> she won't come with you down to the lair? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, no. She um, she describes the entrance to the lair to you. And it is from the scriptorium. It is relatively easy to get down. But neither area is easy to get out of. Mm. Ruthatar wishes prisoners and guests alike, we make sure that it's not easy for them to get out of. Okay. So when we go down, we leave a rope dangling. Well, uh, Flint has that ladder. I do have my ladder. Ooh. And I also have, like, how big are these openings? 20 feet. Um, whereas area 11 is closer to about 10 to 15 feet. I'm across. She says that he is able to clamber up and down this passage without difficulty. Uh, both of well, them. Because I also have I also have guacamole. And the chute goes down about 60 feet to the roof of area 19, after which there is a 15-foot drop to the ice platform. Ah, oh, it's gonna be fun. It's like a little, it's like an ice slide. It was like we're doing, we're losing. Yes. We're skeletoning down there, right? Mm. Exactly. And guacamole could probably help us get out. Right. If we needed to, at least through the bigger one, probably the number six. Yeah, six. Uh... Probably not fly out, but he, she's got these giant talons and can probably, if a dragon can crawl its way out of there, I'm yeah. assuming mm -hmm. an owl yeah. could do the same. Sounds reasonable to me. Um, yeah, the shoot and the other one is a 60-foot drop as well. A 60-foot drop or a 60-foot slide? It's a 60-foot drop. Oh, oh that sounds lovely. The shoot drops 60 feet to the top of a platform. Okay, so I say we go down the one in the scriptorium because that's a slide and a 15-foot drop, correct? Uh, yeah, you could make it down there with ropes or um, some other climbing gear. Mm -hmm. Okay, but... 60-foot drop just seems like... Sounds like it's going to hurt. Yeah. Make a saving throw. To see if you plunge to your death. Yes. Yeah, so... All right, let's uh, let's go down there. Can we have a long rest there in that nice warm tent and get all our hit points back before we fight the dragon? She says, you may help me get what I need ready in the scriptorium before we hopefully depart. You may rest until you feel ready to fight a Ruthator. As long as he is down there and you are up here, I feel you will be safe. She parts the fabric of her tent and leads you back into the scriptorium where there are walls covered and bookshelves covered with scrolls and books and writings. And she tosses you a bag, a rather small one by the looks of it, and says, start filling her up. Music in today's episode was by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The first thing you need to know about the Vegas Sci-Fi Adventure podcast is that you're not just listening to someone tell you a story. You are stepping into a world. 
And Vega Rex, the woman at the center of this saga, is currently sitting at the top of it. This is not by accident. For millennia, the country Vega calls home has been carefully honing the skills of its state-contracted killers. And these so-called holy warriors have gotten real good at taking down the world's worst criminals. Or, as they would call it, cleansing. 400 kills into her career, Vega is the most decorated hunter there has ever been. And likely would have stayed that way if it had not been for him. An explosive encounter with a terrorist sets Vega on a path of revenge that is so thoroughly illegal that before this story is done, she will have risked it all, life, limb, and love, to satisfy her vengeance and keep her record of righteous kills perfect. My name is Ivoma Okoro, and I have so much more to tell you about this. Check out Vega, a sci-fi adventure podcast anywhere you listen to them. Because baby, I'm just getting started.